Welcome to a tale of sorting and Dreamcast, where we talk about our favorite books and how we would bring them to life on the big screen. Hey guys, welcome back to a tale of sorting and Dreamcast. Um, I know what you're thinking. This isn't winter part two. Oh no. You're correct. <laughs> this is actually going to be a movie sode because <laughs> it was just, we had one of those things where it was like bad communication all the way around. So, um. We all brain farted. Yeah. Yes. All Amazing. brain farted at the same time. At least time I showed up. Showed up to record when no one had done the summary <laughs> for, win- for part two of winter for the other half of the book. No one had like done the summary. So, um. We had already been planning to record this movie sode anyways, so it's just what we're falling back on. So, sorry. <laughs> it's just, it's what's happening. So, today we're doing a movie sode. We're doing Bridget, one of Bridget's um, favorites of movie sode. A movie yes, to ma'am. book that she loved. Book to movie that she liked. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it's going to be Perks of Being a Wallflower. So, I'm super excited. Yeah. Um, and since Jane showed up thinking we were going to do winter part two she's just sticking around for the movie hi friends i'm here i'm excited good movie the only requirement is that you guys have seen perks of being a wall yeah yeah i think we've all we've all seen it have you read it no i started to but my mental health was very bad at that point so i was like this hits a little too real i'm gonna just like step back so i think now i could read it because drugs are great um Prescribed by your psychiatrist, people. Don't just take drugs. I'm sure you could audiobook it. I'm sure it's not that Yeah, I definitely want to read it, though. Because I love the movie. Logan Lerman. Yes. If he did the voice. Ah, the audiobook, yeah. I don't know who narrates it. That'd be a fun That would be really fun to listen to if he narrated it. Logan, we have a job for you. <laughs> Logan! It's probably not him since the audiobooks usually come out at the same time the book does. So. Yeah, it's probably. This chair is meant for a tall person. Excuse me. Yeah, because the last person who sat in it would be me, the tall person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm Bridget. Huh? <laughs> oh, I don't think we yeah. said her name. I don't think we introduced ourselves. <laughs> I don't fine. think I was like, I don't think I said hi, Lindsay. It was just like, hi, guess what? Not winter part two. <laughs> you don't know who we we're are, here, but here we are. Matters, so Honestly, we're putting episodes out. Be happy. <laughs> At least you okay, have man. something. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Should we get started, I guess? Yeah. Take it away, um, Bridget. Okay, so my opening question. Oh, yes. What's Ooh. your favorite Paul Rudd? movie he doesn't have to star in it he just be in it okay. mine would be either this perks of being a wallflower or clueless which is the og paul rudd oh movie true i totally yeah. forgot he was in yeah. that that's perfect and Aww. he looks exactly the fucking same i know he does he's not one age. of those he's drinking whatever keanu reeves is drinking Seriously. i swear oh, yes. they're both immortal <laughs> pip what about you um well okay i have three number three is anchorman oh god <laughs> it's one of those movies that's so down my love it i don't know why but it's great Number two, Clueless, obviously. And number three is our idiot mm-hmm. brother. Because he just, he plays oh, I've never seen such that a one. sweet, dumb boy. So sweet, <laughs> so dumb. A himbo, if you will. <laughs> yes, but he's not a jock at all. <laughs> oh, okay. But basically himbo. He has himbo energy, though. And it's great. And he's so dumb. And it's got a really good cast. And it's silly. So, yes, that's my, that's my ultimate. Thanks, that's man. the one that I kept going back to. Nice. Yes. What about you? Um, I'm gonna be basic and say Ant Man because I absolutely adore him in Ant Man. And if I were to be a superhero, it'd probably be 
Ant-Man. So yeah. you're not wrong. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. So Ant-Man <laughs> or Ant-Man another one when we were like looking up his IMBD that like brought back like cute memories was Admission with the one he did with Tina Fey. Never Faye. seen so that. That's probably like my runner-up. It's very cute. I but do yeah, love Tina Fey. So I feel like their comedic timing. Yes. Sassy would Man be from like San Francisco. <laughs> true. I was. Yeah, he is from San Francisco. Okay. Cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that in a while. Yeah, that's yeah. like number four on my list. Ant-Man? Ant-Man, yeah. I do love it. Well, Ant-Man and then like every other Avengers movie. Just the movie Ant-Man been in. character. Yes, just the character of Ant-Man. <laughs> whenever your whenever. Civil War. Yeah, yeah Civil War, it's Winter great. Soldier. It's great. It's great. all great. Endgame, part one and two. Excellent. Mm. Fantastic. Love him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Rudd. This episode is about Paul Rudd. Basically. <laughs> and Logan Lerman. <laughs> okay. So, brought to you by. <laughs> brought to you by. Okay, here we go. So, um, yeah, this book, I read it back in high school. It was literally my Bible. The Catcher in the Rye, like, wishes it was this book. <clears throat> Even though it did help inspire the novel, mm. the author says. Stephen Chabosky. I'm probably saying it wrong. Oh, um, Catcher in the Rye. Yeah, Catcher in the Rye. I never read, but inspired. I heard that's what I was like. Yeah. <laughs> inspired perks. Uh huh. Yeah, it was oh, one nice. of the influences. I, I can see that. that. Mm-hmm. Definitely because it's uh, written like how the movie starts, where he's writing a letter to somebody. He calls them his friend. Uh, that's the um, the layout of the entire book. It's him writing letters to somebody, but he's speaking to you, but mm-hmm. he's calling you friend. Yeah. And it's all written through letters, so it's not. You're not in anyone else's perspective. It's all through Charlie's. And it's exactly how he talks in the movie is exactly how he writes. So they did that really perfectly. Ooh, yay. And I did like that from the little yeah. I read of the book was that it was you were just reading letters from this mm-hmm. kid. Yeah. And he's not, I mean, obviously, he's not the most like mentally sound person. He's like going through a lot right now. So when he's, the way that he writes is how he speaks. And it's just kind of. A little scatterbrained and you're just like oh this boy's going through something like, all right charlie uh, hence me not being okay. able to read much of it it yeah, hit too close to don't, home don't read it if you're in a bad like mental state because yeah it might be, it's definitely it has a lot of trigger warnings for sure so trigger warning for this episode so i hope you've seen the movie or at least read the book right mm-hmm. i feel like <laughs> you the at least movie... know something about this smooths it over a bit but in a nice way mm-hmm. to where you could watch it anytime because i was able to like oh, yeah. get through the movie like totally fine because it's wonderful and logan yeah Lerman, but, there's like, there's like bits that they cut out for sure oh, where they kind of like i'm intrigued kind of glazed glaze yeah. over gloss over just yeah they like to mention over. it yeah. for sure. but don't go mm-hmm. too far they like sugarcoat it i think a little yeah. bit yeah that makes but sense make it more digestible we'll get into it <laughs> <laughs> anyway we'll get there go okay so the book is set in 1991 and the movie is uh, kind of like matches the same vibe. It's definitely early to mid 90s. And you can tell because no one's using cell phones. Like all of the electronics are pretty old fashioned, like 90s vibes. 90s vibes. Why am I saying that? <laughs> uh, so there's like Hashtag these cassettes or cassettes instead of regular CDs. They use vinyls, although people still use vinyls today. But it's what the hip kids use these days. Yeah. Even how they dress is not super modern. Like, mm-hmm. it's just kind of general clothing. So you can kind of ballpark them 
in the 90s or the early 2000s, but they say that it is set in the 90s. So it's pretty nostalgic. It has a definite nostalgic feel to it, watching it. Kind of like the same that The Breakfast Club is like, where that's definitely a movie of its time, like it's set in the 80s. And this is kind of exactly like that. Oh, Breakfast Club also helped inspire Percipina Wallflower when the author wrote the book. That makes a lot of sense. Um, Also, what's the... Oh, Captain, My Captain. Mm. What is that one? Dead Poet Society. Yeah, mm, that one too. You. It's those three are like the trifecta that helped inspire. Okay, Prince of Being I Wallflower. get this movie slash book a lot more now because. <laughs> yes. You're just like yes, like <laughs> exactly correct. So it's definitely a quiet movie. There's not a whole lot of plot that happens. Um, it's definitely character driven, and you're just kind of seeing. In the book as well, you're seeing a glimpse into somebody's life. I say it's very like slice of life. Yeah, which I, I love. love. I love slice, slice of, of life. life. If someone right. says slice of life, like I'm fucking there. Like, yes, <laughs> sign me up. You mean uh, so? Mm-hmm. Oh, reply, reply. 19, 1984. 1984. Yeah. yeah, same same feel. Is it love it? Uh, it's something in the 80s, but yes, <laughs> slice of life. It's just you're kind of plopped into this world. Not a lot's happening, but you're just kind of going along with this character or characters, as you say. Okay, so why is this one of the best book-to-movie adaptations? The author, Stephen Chabosky, he wrote the book, he wrote the screenplay, he directed the movie. Ugh. Yes. <laughs> like, how how much of a more accurate adaptation right. can you get to have the person that literally was there from the beginning adapt it? He also played a huge part in... I mean, he selects the songs in the books and they translate into the movie they mention them a lot or they use them straight up in the soundtrack i'm glad they got the licensing rights for a lot of them right thank god good um oh he also had a huge hand in casting the actors he oh excuse me he chose or he wanted um emma watson to play sam when he saw her in half-blood prince harry potter because oh. after she gets her heart broken by Ron, when Ron kisses Lavender Brown, and she's like, oh shit, I love this guy. Yeah. She's like having a breakdown on the stairs. He's like, she's perfect. I want her as my Sam. Aww. Because he felt like his heart was breaking for her in yeah. that moment. Which is like the exact vulnerability that Sam needs in Perks of Being a Wallflower. How cute. I love so it. yeah, he's just like, I want her. And yeah. Aww. So <laughs> That's so cute. I know. I love it. Okay. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, Lead, leads me to number two, why it's the best, the cast. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> we have Percy Jackson, <laughs> The Flash, Hermione Granger, Katara, and Ant-Man, all in one movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love it. Come on. So good. It's amazing. <laughs> Katara. <laughs> okay, so, I know the last time I spoke of Logan Lerman, I was kind of tearing apart the Percy Jackson adaptation. Although he was the one, like, golden... Right. He was the one know. thing that movie did correctly. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Not as a young Percy, but as, like, an older Percy, for yes. sure. Yeah. And he did his best. Um, but I have a deep love for Logan Lerman and his acting chops, especially in this one. This is where I was like, oh, shit, this guy's an amazing actor. He needs to be in more things. He really right. He's very selective in what he's done throughout most of his career. And I just want more. More love. Please. Lerman, please. <laughs> please, sir. Cast we him beg as you. Poseidon. 
please oh my god please please <laughs> we had a whole like 20 minutes talking about that once yes true yeah. okay so he played charlie so perfectly that the audience loves him immediately and you just you want to protect him honestly like, you just want to hold him put him in your pocket Aww. it's like yes nobody hurt my child okay mm-hmm. ezra miller we love Ezra Miller in this house. Oh, Ezra do. Miller is... So, we've casted mm-hmm. him, like, several yes. times for several characters. Yeah. He needs to be in everything. <laughs> yes, he can be in everything. He can, and he should. <laughs> so, this was the first movie I had seen Ezra Miller in, and he was 100% Patrick. He played him so perfectly well. Mm-hmm. And he was one of the... Because I read the book well before the movie was announced or came out, so I was very, like... Prepared watching all the casting and i was like who's this guy like i've never heard of this guy but before but whatever yeah i that and was he I just did it well he was so good yes and he's actually um he was 17 when they filmed this movie he was the youngest of the three of them so emma watson was 21 and logan lerman was uh he was 18 or 19 when they filmed this i didn't so realize he was younger than both he of them. looks yeah. older oh, isn't that weird? weird i didn't realize I know. he was like an actual <laughs> oh, i did not realize age. that yeah, weird. they did really good casting because they're not. One of my biggest piss or blah, pet peeves is when they cast people that are like, like in their thirties yeah, playing, yeah. like twenty five yeah. plus playing a high schooler. It's like, you're it's like I fucking see that makeup. Yeah, mm-hmm. clearly I see those wrinkles. So for them to cast people that are relatively in the age, right? Like twenty one's not that bad. No, and Emma looks very young. Guys. Yes, yeah, she's also drinking that water. <laughs> everyone no literally everyone in (laughs) honestly all of them Uh, okay so emma watson this was her first post harry potter role so it was kind of a bit of a shock to everybody to get used to seeing her play someone that was not hermione she just which is also isn't this like she has an american accent yeah right so it was also I remember people were like, Well, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Like Hermione's <laughs> not Hermione and she has an American accent. Like what's going on? Yeah. There are certain bits when she says, um, Olive Garden. It's like the first line that she says, you could tell that she's kinda struggling, but yeah. that was the vowels are really hard to do with the say. accent. So it's just every time she does it on the screen, like I know it was hard for her in the special features, she can't really like Olive Garden, like trying to say Aww. it and they kinda make fun of her. Um because O's yeah. are definitely something that are mm-hmm. pronounced way different. The Olive Garden. Olive Garden. <laughs> I actually don't know where this is supposed to be set. Actually, like what that. city? I know it's in America, but I don't know where. Somewhere. I don't know. Never it's never mentioned? Mm, I don't know if it is. Oh, well, she wants to go to Penn State, so it's probably on the East Coast. Mm. Oh, that makes, and that then makes sense. And then I just know like where they want to go for college. Mm. Uh, Patrick wanted to go to Washington... For the music in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Mm. Interesting. Huh. I'm just thinking, I'm like, I don't know where this is. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. Some vague American town. Okay. Right? <laughs> I would assume on the West Coast, because I feel like the mood that the... Because is there high school indoor or outdoor? It's indoor. Ah, that's East it's Coast. It's East Coast. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's how East you know. Coast. That's how you know. Yep. <laughs> to the non-American <laughs> listeners, we are high schools. It ain't on the West Coast. <laughs> if they're outside, it's on the West Coast. You're in California, well, most likely. my high school was I remember indoor. watching movies, but we also got more weather than you guys, so. Oh, yeah. We actually did get snow. Well, it's not in Southern yeah, California. Northern California, oh, yeah, which it's mostly We take indoor. up like 90% of the West Coast, so. <laughs> Valid. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, because that was mm, northern and more inland, so. Oh, it's in Pittsburgh. 
Oh. oh. The perks of being a wallflower set in Pittsburgh during the early 1990s. Huh. Yep. Thank there you, go. Google. Okay. Now we know. <laughs> You're welcome. Definitive answer. In the book, we only see Sam through Charlie's perspective. And yes, he is in love with her, but he doesn't hold her up on some perfect pedestal, like girl up on a pedestal, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he recognizes that she's a vulnerable person. Like he, I mean, he's a wallflower. That's like his whole thing yeah. where he observes and he get like, he understands, he gets it. Mm-hmm. So, he just doesn't like idolize her. No, yeah. not at all. Which that is nice. I love Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, basically, this whole movie slash book is everyone slowly falling in love with Charlie. <laughs> everyone, right. everyone does. Mary Elizabeth falls in love with him. Patrick a little bit. Sam, yes. Spoilers, but mm. okay. I mean, if you come this far. <laughs> <laughs> Next, Paul Rudd just solidifies that he is a perfect human, and I love him <laughs> in everything. Paul Rudd. Yep. <laughs> Okay, and then, oh, Mae Whitman, who plays Katara from Avatar, also in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. (laughs) Mm, She is my least favorite character, but she does it very well because I I equally... she's doing her job. Yeah, she's doing her job so well. (laughs) Because I hated her in the book, and I hated her in the movie, so Mm -hmm. well done. She definitely gives off, like, I call it the Joffrey effect. Because oh. everyone hated Joffrey. They're like, God, I'm like, yeah, but that just means that the actor is doing his job. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. if you hate him and can't stand to see him, it's like, that means he's playing the character correctly. Yeah. So it's like whenever someone's like, God, I hated that character. And I'm like, yeah, because mm-hmm. the actor is doing their job. Because yep. some people, like, because I remember for a while, everyone was like, oh, well, he plays in, like, an asshole so well. Like, I wonder what the actor is mm-hmm. like. And then everyone thought it was weird to hear stories about him being, like, an actually, like, really sweet guy. Yeah. And, like, this really <laughs> sweet kid. And everyone was like, what? But he plays Joffrey. And it's like, that's his job. He's like, he's actor. literally getting he's paid acting. to play an <laughs> asshole. So it's like, the whenever Joffrey people, like, have that weird vibe with, a like, an actor or a character, I'm just like, it's just the Joffrey effect. Mm-hmm. It's fine. They're doing their job. They're doing good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doing work. <laughs> and Mae Whitman does a good job for this. Yeah, she does. Because, mm-hmm. my God, Mary Elizabeth, she's so pretentious. Right. Number three, the soundtrack. Mm. Ooh, Yes. So while it is a truth universally acknowledged that there is no way three teenagers in the 90s wouldn't recognize a David Bowie song as the mysterious tunnel song, like other than that music plot hole, there are no faults within this soundtrack. Oh, there's a tunnel song and Mae Whitman is in this. Who voices Katara? Oh my god. No. <laughs> it's not a secret tunnel. Secret Mystery tunnel, tunnel song. Oh secret tunnel. My god. There's a tunnel song. There's a tunnel song. Okay. Through the tunnel. <laughs> mm. Oh, the okay. Highway. So in the book. <laughs> Sorry. Secret, 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 secret tunnel. Okay. In the book, <laughs> the tunnel song isn't actually Heroes by Bowie, but it is Landslide by Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac. So that's just a little fact. But Stephen chose to change this because Heroes is a lot more cinematic oh, yeah. song. But he does mention Heroes by Bowie in the book. It's on one of um, the playlists that Charlie makes. Of course it is. Cute. So, but Landslide, it'd be interesting to kind of mute, when you watch the movie, to mute out the Hero song and play Landslide instead because it's definitely a more chill Ooh. song. I can see that. And I listened really to it last song. night and I was just like, it's so yes. good. But it's definitely not as cinematic as the other one. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, oh, I remember like reading this book on my breaks in high school and just kind of writing down all of the songs that Charlie would mention. Because at first, I don't know why, I was just like, these are not real songs. They're made up because, you know, lots of books will just right. make up uh-huh. songs. But no, every song in here is real. And I had amazing taste in music in high school because of this book. Thank you, Stephen. Yay. Mm-hmm. I think he did that so he was like, songs all these the young kids will have actual, actually good taste in music. Mm-hmm. Not this weird top yeah. 40 stuff. <laughs> Legit music. <laughs> Which is funny because Sam mentions that she uh, listens to top 40 songs Amazing. before she, like freshman year of high school, she would listen to that and then something changed. She started listening to oldie songs. I love it. I was raised on both. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> Which is good. No judgment here what you listen to in high school. <laughs> okay, so what are the main differences as compared to the book? Mm, there's not really... A whole lot. It's very faithful adaptation, but I'm going to be super, super nitpicky here. So, number one, the family. In the book, uh, the brother, the older brother there, or uh, in the book, the older brother is there a lot more. He goes on drives with Charlie and talks to him about what's going on at school. He's not there for just kind of two scenes. Um, Oh, also the dad. He's a little bit of an asshole. He actually hit Charlie. Oh. At some point, um, when Charlie was a kid, because he upset his aunt's, or he made his aunt upset, he, like, hurt her feelings, the dad hits him, and then the aunt goes to comfort Charlie, which is, <laughs> if you know, it's just kind of not, yeah, it's bad. So they don't, that's not even brought up in the movie at all, they just kind of gloss over that. Mm-hmm. Oh, Charlie also has a falling out with his sister Candace. Uh, because he tells his teacher, Mr. Anderson, about Ponytail Derek hitting his sister. Oh, ponytail Derek. <laughs> In the movie, you could just totally tell that it's extensions because it's just normal hair. And then this like skinny ass ponytail. <laughs> and he's not even, he doesn't even have a name in the book. But they gave him the name Ponytail Derek in the movie, mm. which I find hilarious. It's, just cause That happens a lot in said. here, though. Like they call, Patrick is called Nothing. And then this guy's called Ponytail Derek. But even his girlfriend, Candace, calls him Ponytail Derek (laughs) at some point. It's like, why are you dating him? Like, you know he's a fucking joke. Even so. So after he hits Candace, uh, Charlie sees this. And the sister's like, don't tell mom and dad. Keep it a secret. But in the book, he tells his teacher, Mr. Anderson. And then Mr. Anderson then tells Charlie's parents, who confront Candace about it and they want her to break up with Ponytail Derek but she refuses so she knows that Charlie told the secret so it's kind of there's tension between them which is interesting because I think I don't know about like the 90s but if like a teacher is told that it's like their job to Mm -hmm. report that to the authorities they do make up later in the book when Charlie is there for Candace uh, after she gets an abortion he drives her over there because she gets pregnant has an abortion And he does end up keeping this secret, doesn't tell anybody, and he's there to comfort her during that time. And that's actually a deleted scene in the movie, but Stephen decided to just not include it because it seemed like a a change in tone, and it just wasn't necessary for the movie itself. So it's just a little extra thing, but I think it kind of shows more to Charlie's character. (laughs) Number two, random bits that are different. Oh, regarding Charlie's middle school friend, Michael, 
uh, it is revealed in the first pages that he killed himself rather than Charlie bringing it up at the party to Sam, which is like 20 minutes into the film. And he just kind of says it when he's high. You know, as when you're high, you just kind of say things. Uh-huh. And I don't even think he mentions it to her in the book, but in the book, it's kind of the hook that brings you into the story and makes you sympathize for Charlie immediately. Because you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's literally on the second page he talks about it. Um, oh, Charlie's age. It's not really mentioned in the movie at all, but um, the difference isn't really addressed at all in the movie. So he was held back a year due to, or held back a year in school after his first breakdown that he had. And he was, since he was born in December, he's in the older bunch of people in his school year anyways so the age gap between him and the other his friends who are seniors and graduating who are considered to be like the younger side of their school year the gap isn't that big because I remember like reading it at first it's like wow there's such a gap between freshman and senior like mentally but he was held back a year so he's it's not as weird so they're like around the same age yeah like he turned 16 during that time and they're all 17 so oh, it's not really, okay yeah. yeah yeah it's not weird that sam ends up getting with charlie at the end do favorite bits okay so <laughs> the rocky horror picture show scenes oh. just any of those ezra miller yes like just yes yeah <laughs> i bet he had like the time of his life oh, yeah i love it and uh fun fact emma will not watch the scene where she's playing uh, Janice, she's kind of like all up on Logan Lerman and he's playing Rocky, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She just like will not watch that no. scene. <laughs> Funny. Because it's just so off brand of what she normally does, but right. you know. But it's Rocky oh, Horror. Gosh. I think, yeah, that is Rocky Horror. I don't think I even knew what people did for Rocky Horror, how they would act it out before the, like right in front of the screen while the movie's playing. I didn't know that was a thing until I read this book. And then I went off to college and the movie came out and then they had that. Remember this, our school did mm-hmm. a, like, yeah, oh, our school did it. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what is like, yeah. this is happening? Like, oh my gosh. And it was so much fun. If you guys haven't ever done that to a Rocky Horror Show, do just it. do it. It's, it's so, so much fun. I was going to say, well, Absolute I don't know about chaos. now, but multiple theaters usually do around uh, Halloween time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Other scenes that I love, the tunnel scenes. Uh, there's two of them. The first one when... Sam goes on the back of the truck, and the second one, when it's Charlie at the end. Yes. It's beautiful. <laughs> Chef's kiss. <laughs> David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I could endlessly rewatch those scenes. They're just so... It's an infinite feeling Poetic watching that cinema. <laughs> Poetic cinema. Yes. Mm, I also have a... Ugh, I just love prom scenes or homecoming dance scenes. So after he introduces himself to... I just want to say Ezra, that Patrick <laughs> and Sam, <laughs> when he introduces himself to them at the um, the football game. And then, oh, I just love Charlie because he just tries. Like, he has the social anxiety, but he still goes to the football game. He still goes to the dances, even though he doesn't have any friends. Yeah. And he just stands off to the side, as a wallflower does. Yes. But he tries. Like, that's, oh, there's so many times that my social anxiety is like, absolutely not. And I just like, I'm not going. Same. No, it's not happening. <laughs> but Charlie tries. God damn it. He's done better than when I in have. doubt. What would Charlie right? do? <laughs> Honestly, that's a great yeah. thing to live by. So I just love the scene where he goes to the homecoming and 
<laughs> Sam and Patrick, when they start playing good music, it's like, oh my god, they're playing good music, and they're just like, do the dance number, and they start, like, clear the floor, <laughs> and, uh, and then Charlie's just kind of slowly penguin bops. No. <laughs> I love that. Like that moment where he's like, I have found my people. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love that scene. Okay. It's infinitely quotable. Uh, some of my favorite quotes that are, I mean, they're in the movie and the book. So well done. So we accept the love we think we deserve. Ugh. 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 That one's rough, but <laughs> great. That doesn't hit home. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> All of us are just yeah. like, <laughs> there's so many liners like that and you're just like you know when there's a line that you read or you hear and it, you just kind of pause everything and you rethink your whole fucking life like right. that's one of those yeah lines. you have to sit there mm-hmm. and just like oh yeah <laughs> and then to have Paul Red tell you that like okay professor like <laughs> yes sir ow or teacher high school hmm okay <laughs> now that we were over that <laughs> quote <laughs> okay so um, I am both sad and happy, and I'm still trying to figure out how that could be. Another, I'm going to rethink my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, you know, and in that moment, I swear we were infinite. Uh, I have this thing after I read this book in high school where I started noticing, like, infinite moments where it's, it's like a time. It just, like, feels timeless. Like, you could be in that bubble forever. So moments for us is like when we go to like a BTS concert Ugh. and just like, you know, you, <laughs> sorry, sorry to do that. <laughs> or yeah. like exactly. Like oh, yes. Oh, God. <laughs> or like the tunnel scene, you know, and you're like the windows are down, like an amazing song is blasting and you just kind of like feel, you know. It's like one tonight. of those moments where you kind of look around, and you have like a little like yeah. outer body experience and you're, you're just like, like, ah, yeah. Yeah, and Charlie mentions <laughs> it in, like, the first page where he just acknowledges that he's existing and that's good enough for him. And you're just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, ouch. Yeah, it's just, like, a moment that you realize, like, oh, shit, like, I'm alive. Like, this this is nice. I wish this moment could go on forever. It's an infinite moment. So yeah. it's just kind of, ever since I read this book, I kind of notice, I kind of just, like, I have a little cabinet in my brain <laughs> of just infinite moments that when I'm having, like, issues, I'll just think about those and just kind of place myself. Oh. Yes. In the out? tunnels, if you will. Oh. <laughs> and yeah, that's kind of it. Yay. That's it. Do you guys want to sort them? Yay. Yes. Ooh, yes. <laughs> okay. So, do, do Charlie. Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. A thousand percent Hufflepuff. <laughs> can no spot question. one of my own a mile away. Has like a heart on his sleeve. Mm-hmm. Feels everything. Just wants friends. Like, it's all he right? wants. Literally all he wants. The good old Hufflepuff looking for some friends. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> he's there for everybody like when Patrick is going through that bit after um, him and Brad break up like very awfully when his Brad's father walks in Ooh. on them and then just starts beating the shit out of Brad and yeah uh, so sad I hate that but part when Charlie is just there for him well. and then even when Patrick kisses Charlie and it's kind of like whoa what the heck and then he starts crying he's like it's fine like don't right. he's like it's okay it's okay you needed something like it's fine <laughs> uh wholesome babies so Patrick mm, Gryffindor yeah Gryffindor, Gryffindor with Hufflepuff tendencies yeah kind of from what I remember it's been a minute <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because he's in Harry Potter I mean he's in the yeah Fantastic Beasts right oh, he's interesting tortured soul what would you think i would say gryffindor with gryffindor. slytherin tendencies mm. gryffindor. definitely gryffindor though yeah. he's very 
outgoing, but he's like a trickster kind of. Right. Like how he fucks with the the shop teacher a lot. That and I do think when he walks into a room, he definitely thinks that he's hot shit. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's because true. Because he is. <laughs> yeah. Which is both a Gryffindor and a Slytherin thing. Like, you guys walk into a room and you're just like, eh, I own it now. Well, Thank you. not me, no. But well, I know, but, like, Gryffindor yeah, is general, general. General. Like, general. Like, a Umbrella Gryffindor term. could easily walk into a room and be like, hello, everybody. And Slytherins are the same way. Yeah, fair. It's just Gryffindors are loud about it. And Slytherins are just like, yeah, I see you, you seeing me, and you know that I now own this room. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, yeah. Yep. And he's both. He's both of those things. He is both of those things. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. <laughs> I do mm. think he sways more towards Gryffindor, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Sam? Because name a Gryffindor that would not play a song and then be like, clear the dance floor. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. here. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. because I will participate in dancing if it's like I'm comfortable with the people that yeah. I'm with. But if fucking Mr. Brightside by the Killers plays. Oh, exactly. You can't not exactly. dance to that song. That's yes. like our generation. Yeah. Song. Everyone is like, that. Ah, everyone born in the 90s is like, clear the fucking way. This is our song. Like, get out. That and I write like, since not sitting. tragedies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Those are like the two defining songs. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I imagine. What a beautiful wedding. What a beautiful <laughs> wedding. Except the bride's wait. Okay. But I'll be sitting like on my ass. If that song plays, I'll totally right? pull like, a Patrick mm-hmm. and ask him. Oh, yes. Clear the way. I feel like anyone born in the 90s. <laughs> Seriously. Definitely. is just like, <laughs> Excuse you, children. Move. <laughs> right. Clear the way, Gen Z. <laughs> Our time has come. <laughs> yes. It's emo time. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Your emo brethren are here to claim our spots back. (laughs) Dear God. (laughs) Okay, so Sam. um, hmm. I feel like... Ooh. I feel like she could be Gryffindor with Mm -hmm. Hufflepuff tendencies. Yeah, Yeah, that makes more sense. I think she would want to be in Patrick's house. Right. They'd have to be together. Yeah. Not to place Emma Watson in Gryffindor yet again. Right. (laughs) I mean... Different character, though. She... Right. She plays a good Gryffindor. That she does. She does. Mm-hmm. Although I'm pretty sure Emma Watson's a Ravenclaw. But oh, yes. thousand percent. <laughs> Hands down. Went to Brown University. I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Mr. Anderson, Paul Rudd. Here for hmm. perf. Here for perf. <laughs> um, what class do you think he would teach? Ooh... Don't Wait, know. Like, what's the equivalent of English? I was gonna say, is he the like English? Um, he is the English teacher. Um, history of magic, or yeah, do they have like an English class? In I don't Hogwarts, think they have an or? English class. What's the wizard equivalent of English? M- Muggle terminology. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would teach. <laughs> he would totally be like a Mr. Weasley. Yes. What yes. is the function of a rubber duck? <laughs> I don't know, for fun. Oh my god, somebody <laughs> just like cast Paul Rudd as a Hogwarts professor. professor. Please. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, probably muggle. Oh. Something muggle related. I think he'd be fascinated. Right. By them. By us. Oh. And then we have, I mean, everyone else after this is pretty much a side character. Yeah. Um, Mary Elizabeth, my least fave character. She hates everybody. Right. So Slytherin? Slytherin? Yeah. Yeah. She's not evil. No. She's just very, yeah. I feel like she, once again, is, like, the ones that walk into a room and it's like, I see you seeing yeah. me. 
<laughs> oh, I already know what kind of person she'd be if you went to the movies with her. Oh, God. She'd be one of those people that just talks the whole time, like, critiquing the movie. <sighs> or if you like something, she'll make you feel bad about liking it, which she does to Charlie all the time when he's, yeah. mm-hmm. he brings a book on his, when they're going out. Don't they, she I was going to say, kinda, don't they date for a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. so weird. Yeah. Well, it's kind of <laughs> her being like, we're going to go out now. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they make out because he's a Hufflepuff soul. He cannot say no. Right. When she's like, oh, do you want to go to Sadie Hawkins? Even though it's a fucking stupid dance. But do you want to go with me? And he's like, yeah. sure. It's like, okay. Yeah, uh-huh. that sounds like fun. And then right. they go. And then she kisses him back to her house. And he's like, well, it's, this is happening. Okay. Aww. Right. He's like, alrighty then. Like, this is fine. <laughs> and then she's like, I can't believe I have a boyfriend. And his face is just like, what? Right. His face is like, what did I just do? But what I'm did in I love sign with, up for? But I'm in love with your childhood friend. <laughs> like, this is weird. Talk, but this is my life now, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Yeah, leave it to a Slytherin to just assume that you guys are now dating without anyone actually asking a question. <laughs> it's what they want. Exactly. <laughs> this is you happening. kissed me, you're mine now, that's it. <laughs> we are married. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dear God. Is that why Slytherins love Hufflepuff so much? <laughs> that's rough, buddy. E. My girlfriend turned into the My moon. The moon. <laughs> that's rough, That's buddy. rough, buddy. That's rough, Charlie. Hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, oh no. drop the thing. And the yeah, that's pretty much everyone. Yeah. Everyone else is just kind of ponytail Derek. Nah. Uh, he a squid. <laughs> he a squid. He does not deserve yeah. to be kissed. <laughs> so yeah, Shorted. I just love this book. I love this movie. Right. Logan Lerman is perfection. Sweetest boy. All red. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Can't like every author just also write the screenplay and also direct. That'd be great. Right. I feel like he is a badass for doing that because I feel like a lot of excuse me, <laughs> I feel like a lot of authors, if like given that chance to be like, hey, do you want to direct? Would be like, oh, I don't know anything about mm-hmm. directing. You know what I mean? I feel like they'd kind of feel a little bit overwhelmed by it and being like, I just write the damn thing. Like you got to do like, I feel like he was like, nah. If I, you know, if you want to do something right, you got to do it yourself. So I feel like he's kind of a badass for being like, I'm going to do it all. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like most authors would just be like kind of overwhelmed and like rightfully so. Because it's like, unless you know directing or like know the sense of it, because yeah. there's, there's a lot more than just like you sitting in a chair telling people what to do. Like you have like literally a hand in every single pot. Like you have a hand in the music, you have a hand in the casting, you have a hand in like production design, like you oversee everything. And I can imagine an author who like literally just writes books knowing nothing and yeah. being like, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to hand listen. this to you and you can do it. <laughs> oh, I'm looking to see what other stuff he's directed. So he did this one movie called The Four Corners of Nowhere. I guess it's just an indie. And then he did the more recent movie, Wonder. Ooh. Oh, I never, I never He's really just done the three. But he has a lot of... Oh, my God. He doesn't have that, a lot of writing credits. Oh, how funny. He did uh, Beauty and the Beast with Emma Watson. No way. He wrote it. Or the screenplay. Aw, um, funny. Oh, he wrote the screenplay for Rent. Ooh, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, oh, he... God, he does because I'm pretty certain he's doing the hmm. Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, yes. Yay. Yeah. Sorry, I just had That's okay. played. Um, yeah. Oh, he was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Hey, that, that explains <laughs> a lot. <laughs> he has a lot of producing. So is my dad. <laughs> oh. Yeah, lots of producing credits. So he just seems like he dips his toes in a lot of things. Right? That's cool. Yeah, so Good I mean, job, if he already sir. had like a handle around that market and like mm-hmm. that 
job. Yeah. Oh. I can imagine him being like, I could do this. I just remembered. So, this was actually going to be adapted by John Hughes, who <gasps> did The Breakfast, Breakfast Club, Club. Yeah. 16 Candles, like all of the iconic. Also, 80s. Home Alone. Um, yeah, so he was going to do it, and he. I believe Shia LaBeouf was going to be Charlie. That's a weird casting. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. That would have been interesting. I mean, he was a bit younger when it was going to yeah. happen. He was yeah. definitely in his... Like, even Stevens. Before, yeah, even Stevens. Yeah. Post-even Stevens, before uh, Transformers. <laughs> before he lost his goddamn mind. Um, he, yeah, John Hughes was supposed to adapt it, but... Uh, he passed away, uh-huh. and so then it was just kind of on the the floor. No one was touching anything, and Steven's like, I'll do it. Aw. Right. <laughs> well, I can imagine at that point myself. he was just like, if not John Hughes, who? Yeah. You know right. what I mean? He's like, well, I'm just going to do it myself. I guess I'll well, do it. That would have been interesting, because people, I mean, I compared it to The Breakfast Club, and it was even inspired by The Breakfast Club, right? so I just think that's pretty cool how it was going to be done by the guy who did those. That so would have been, been cool. Pretty interesting. But I wonder, like, how different it would have been. Right. So. It would have definitely felt yeah. different. But either way, I wonder great if movie. he would have given it more of like a, like a fluff tone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like Breakfast Club is it handles like pretty difficult stuff. But at the end of the day, it's it's like it's got a dance sequence. Right. You know and they mean? all like, get high together. Like, <laughs> <death>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all very like. Which also happens in this one. True. There's, there's a high, multiple yeah. high scenes. <laughs> Yeah, he's shoveling yeah, snow it's... in a perfect circle, because he's trying to make a snow globe. Oh, so the snow's falling, so he's trying to. Yeah, Charlie, sweet boy. <laughs> oh, Charlie, sweet baby angle. It's just funny because you're like fangirling over this little boy, and then you sit here and go, "Why is my life surrounded by Hufflepuffs?" Because you adore us, bitch. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Right? You're like, well. I don't know how many times you're just like everyone in my fucking life is a Hufflepuff, and you like you look around like how did this happen? And then you sit here, yeah. and you're just that like, oh, sense. little Hufflepuff boy, Hufflepuff that I want to protect child. <laughs> because true. we're fantastic to be around. Thank you. You're very welcome. Y'all need protection, okay? It's very true. I mean, That's you're not why. wrong. <laughs> That's why he's surrounded by Gryffindors. He has Patrick and Sam. True. That's true. Yeah. Mm. But Gryffindors love yeah, Hufflepuff. So, so yeah, that's it. <laughs> Yay. Yay! My deep love for this movie and book in Logan Lerman. Yes, excellent. I'm immediately gonna go right. get it from my library because I need to both watch it and read it. It's multiple times. It's very small. Yeah, I'm probably gonna finish it in like a day. Yeah, a day. It's 213 pages. Oh yeah. Ooh, that's also that is on the second page. Bridget, who was crazy, <laughs> said that sometimes she thought about... Oh, I'm not going to continue because that's sad. Oh, <laughs> um, But you're in it. <laughs> but yeah, it's literally... Yeah, my name is on the second... On the third page. Amazing. Spelled the same name or spelled, spelled the, the same, same way. way as mine. Yes. But she's not a character. But I just thought that was weird when I was kind of going through. I'm like, oh, hello. Like, Wait a minute. Because <laughs> normally they don't spell my name that way. And right. Things, so. Wait, how do you spell your name yeah, other ways? B R I D G E T T E, yeah. That's Bridget. Almost like Bridget. Bridget. All right. So yeah. Huzzah! I guess closing questions, right? You guys mm-hmm. reading anything? Oh. Nope. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I'm rereading Six of Crows because I had to get back into my nighttime routine so I wouldn't stay up till 3 a.m. accidentally. 
Um, and so I was like, hey, I'm going to just like read when I get home at 10 p.m. And it's been great. And I love the crow babies so much. And I want yeah, season right. two to happen already. It's happening. I know it's happening, but I want it we to be here like, get in right it. now. Right. I don't want to wait. Netflix takes a year, roughly. Yeah. Right. Roughly a year. It's probably a year from now. <laughs> yeah. We'll be talking about it. Yeah. Very excited. I you? have yeah. an hour left of Ar- Aristotle and Dante mm. discover the secrets of the universe. And it's really funny because like, I think it's just funny how the universe works sometimes because you covered this movie and like that book reminds me of this book mm-hmm. so freaking much. Just like teenagers trying to find themselves, but it's very slice of lifey, but they're working like there's no plot. They're fig- just, yeah, there's really no, it's literally just like a boy and meets a boy and they like become friends and it's just like them figuring their lives out through teenagehood. And it's mm-hmm. just like, uh, but it's in the same way, like the way it's written um it's very much like they're talking to you mm-hmm. instead of like you like observing their world it's very much like you're brought into it because they're just like here's what i did today this is what i wrote in my journal and Aww. it's just it's very slice lifey and it's i adore it so right? much it's oh yeah ugh. it's so beautiful yeah <laughs> it was made me laugh because when you're like oh it's one of those lines that you kind of have to like stop reading there's been so many times where i've paused the audiobook and i'm just like oh i need to sit with that for a moment <laughs> give me a second yeah 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 that's definitely the author's really good in my giant tv oh, pile so good like towards the top yes. it's and it's narrated by Lin-Manuel Miranda, so that's been excellent. Ugh, amazing. <laughs> because one of the characters has made comments about Alexander Hamilton, and hearing that in Lin-Manuel voice, it's, ugh, it's fantastic. Because he's been kind of, like, dissing mm-hmm. Alexander Hamilton, and I'm just like, ain't this funny <laughs> that you, Lin-Manuel Miranda, <laughs> are, dissing. are dissing Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> I love it. But yes. Amazing. Are you guys watching anything? Mm, am I? No, I'm not. What am I doing? <laughs> what are you doing with your life? Oh, well, I just I finished Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, yes. Um, I guess I'll finally finish Attack on Titan, the first part of oh, the. I haven't finished that. <laughs> Attack on Titan. <laughs> what about you, Pip? Are you watching? Anything? Yeah, Leverage, which is an insanely good show. Oh, I used to watch the show all the time. Oh. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, cause the, the they brought it back on imdb apparently they have a channel um yeah yeah so i think hulu did a a trailer for it yes yeah so um my roommate katrina watched it back in the day and is like obsessed and then so she was watching some of the new season and i kept like poking in and being like "Ooh, this is interesting so we started watching it and it's so good it's just like yeah. thieves. It's like a, it's, a heisty. Yeah, it's like a. It's like Criminal Minds, but funnier. And it's yeah. like Robin Hoodie, but they're thieves and tricksters. Yeah. And it's, it's very. It reminds me. It's like a, it's like Six of Crows if they're adults, basically, like as like forty and thirty year olds, because he makes up, comes up with plans, and then things go wrong, and you're like, how are they gonna get out of it? And then he's like, psych, I had this planned all along, and you're like, whoa. It's great. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. That exact reaction will happen, Jane. I'm sure you can imagine from how it sounds. Flaily. <laughs> Just flail, basically. Picture of Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then yes. I um, am re-watching uh, Fruits Basket Season mm. 2 because I am preparing myself emotionally for Season 3. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm doing. Best of luck. <laughs> 
have fun i gotta do that too yeah i gotta i'm so because you're the one that was like oh i really want to watch mm-hmm. season two before i start season three and i was like actually that's probably a very good idea and i'm glad i did it because i'm like halfway through season two and i'm like oh there's a lot i remember vaguely like the overarching yeah. theme but like rewatching it i was like ah i forgot i watched Ooh, it so I forgot. fast <laughs> right because i binged like the second season probably. yeah and it's been probably like roughly about a year mm-hmm. like since that the season two came out so kills yeah, me <laughs> right um okay so yeah. next episode will be <laughs> will be winter part yeah. two yeah finally finish yes. the winter chronicles woo and and yeah yeah we're done okay <laughs> <laughs> thanks right. so much for listening to our chaotic ramblings yes hope you guys enjoyed want to say bye jane bye have fun <laughs> reading and watching okay. and stuff <laughs> yep keep reading and keep watching bye bye, bye.